Welcome to a new edition of the Neon Jazz Interview Series with Barcelona born, Boston based jazz pianist and composer Olivia Perez Colelmier. We get into her debut full length album called Olivia. The album spans many of Olivia's own musical interests, like the marriage of flamenco music and Latin jazz with Spanish folk traditions and classical music, creating a universal sound with no musical boundaries. Hailed as a Spanish virtuoso who adds a flamenco touch to chamber jazz, she flourishes. Growing up amongst the sounds of flamenco, along with her studying classical piano, she has always held a lifelong passion for the fusion of musical styles. We cover that, this release, her life in music along with the future. Enjoy. Hello. Hi, Olivia. Hi, how are you doing? I'm wonderful. How are you today? Excellent. Thank you so much for inviting me. Absolutely. Great Great to meet you. Yep. That's likewise. <laughs> where, where are you located? Boston right now. Okay, My you're house. in Boston. Okay, yeah. right on. Well, hey, thank you for taking a minute out. Before we get into your latest project and your life and music, I'm curious, how did you survive the last three years as an artist getting through covid and how has it changed you now that we're kind of coming out of it, hopefully? That's a very good question. <laughs> yeah. So it has been a very rough time for all the artists as well for me. But uh thankful that I have a Berkeley position. I am assistant professor at Berkeley College of Music. So the classes never ends. So the teaching position is kind of the part that was keeping there. So, of yeah. course, all the, the gigs and concerts were canceled, but... And also I did a lot of composition. I have some commission um, for a project that I'm working on. So I kept, I took advantage of being reclusive at home, right? Yeah. So being a lot of composing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I guess that's that's the great thing about this is that, you know, there was all these questions about how big jazz education was and how it really functioned. And it's actually turned into the saving grace for everybody, especially during COVID. It was a way for artists to have income and to keep the next generation going? Because from your perspective, do you see the younger generation is just as strong as ever? Well, they are pretty strong. I don't know if I will dare to say the strongest ever, but yeah, they have been challenged by so many things that, you know, to make it, it's really, really challenged right now. And also the concept of the live music has changed, the record labels have changed. So it's really, really a challenge for them, for the new generation. Yeah. So let's talk about your project. Talk to me a little bit about Olivia. Talk to me about how this came about. How how does it feel? It feels great. I'm, I cannot wait for for the album to be released. And it's like a baby. I feel like I just give, gave birth. You know, <clears throat> we have been working so hard. So since you know, they are some of the songs they were made or starting being made conceptualized in Barcelona, right? So we've been developed since my experience in the United States, and they have like a whole long journey. So when I did present my music to the Gonzalo Grau, the, the producer, so it's the, I'm so happy that, you know, he's the producer of the album. So he said, wow, Olivia, you have so many, you know, layers in your personality, so many backgrounds, so much multicultural, right? So I said, yes, yeah, so how do we approach this in an album? He said, we put all of them. <laughs> because this is what, who you are, right? You are the Barcelonian Catalan, but also the flamenco artist, also the jazz, Latin jazz. And I have a lot of classic background since I was, you know, raised as a classic concerto piano, right? Train. So all this is the album. 
And so the way that we connected each piece with the other, they are like a different chapters of my journey. So we did come with the idea of create promenades. The promenades are these small short pieces that introduce you from one room. It's like a being in a museum, right? So yeah. you arrive to the museum and you don't know what to expect. You arrive to the first room, you let, you know, that art, the beauty impact you uh, so that your soul is moving in a certain way, right? Yeah. And with that feeling, you move into the next room. So that is the journey that we wanted to recreate in my album, right? So you take a perspective, an impression, a feeling, and go to the next one. So it's, it's your debut. It's your first real shout out into the world of jazz and music. How does that feel? Correct. Wow, I'm so, yeah, I'm so excited. So I, I, it's something, it's a dream come through. So I'm super thankful for this opportunity. And it's like, a, because I've been collaborating, as you mentioned, like a lot of singles or collaborations, but it's my first, you know, yeah. project under my name, the full yeah. album and full length. So, yes. So as a full length album telling a story, what are you hoping the listener gets from this album? Well, first, uh, I would love that they enjoy, they love it, right? And also, it's very important that they can connect with the feeling that every song brings, right? So every song brings a color, a modality, a tonality, a landscape, right? Yeah. A breeze, even uh, air from a specific place of the world that is, to is connected with me, right? Sometimes it's very Barcelona, very Mediterranean. The sea, you can even <laughs> breathe the, the, that breeze, right? And sometimes it's much more like a Bostonian. And also there's a lot of um, like a multi-merging multi pot because some of my best friends are from India. So I got to meet them at Berkeley. So there's a lot of fusion. So what I do expect is the audience get that feeling like this. They are traveling to that specific landscape, that specific place. And they are moved by that feeling. Sometimes it's very deep feeling of, you know, intense sometimes very happy very you know party rumba kind of style depending on as a human being right we are very complex so in this album i am showing you know, i'm showing i'm trying to show all the complexity of our emotions of our journeys like a based on my own experience so you everything started in barcelona for me for you talk to me a little bit about the beginnings of this journey into music how it became jazz how did all that kind of steamroll for you? Yeah, so I did a start when I did when I was I did a start in the conservatory, the Brook of Barcelona is the National Superior Conservatory. So at that time it wasn't just in the program, it was a strictly classical concerto piano, is what I did study with the school of coming from Alicia La Rocha, the one of the biggest concertists in the century. So that is my background, my professor, Nuria Bonés and Antoni Bessas. He was a disciple of Gina Stera and Olivier Messian as well. So I was, you know, trained uh, in that environment and doing tours with Bach, Fauré, all this. But I was always missing. I wanted to create something on the stage when I was playing Bach. It's like, ah, I just want to do a version of this. Yeah. But uh, no, you cannot, you need to be very strict with the composition, with the score. Say, okay, it must be a kind of a style. And then I discovered that. Yeah. So I said, oh, this what I was looking for always. It's called jazz, but they wouldn't have that program. So I researched 
So I came back to college and then I studied jazz again in Barcelona uh, to train myself to, in order to apply for, for Berklee College of Music because my dream was study jazz to the best institution in the world, right? The jazz, uh, to study jazz. So I did apply and I got a full scholarship. So I moved to Boston to be a student for the jazz program. And then I, I did a study with all, you know, the best professors that you can imagine, the best performers, jazz performers and legends. And so that pot combination is what comes in the album, right? My classic concert, concertist career and uh, jazz. And of course, uh, since I am from Barcelona and I was raised in a family that the flamenco was very, you know, it was a daily basis called mm -hmm. like a music my father was driving to home to driving me to the high school and elementary school listening flamenco and dancing you know yeah so it's a part of my oral tradition so i did research and i put it into the theoric more language and so that is what comes into the album right all the merchant pot so speaking of live music which is a big deal for all of us what was the first live show jazz oriented that you saw that really inspired you that made you think this is it this is what i want to do wow chick Corea came with bella fleck at palau de la musica catalana in barcelona yeah that is a wonderful venue and i was like a, I, I remember because every week i was attending to a symphonic hall concert right and then suddenly today is chick Corea, said and i was very young <laughs> i think at 10 years old i said oh my god what is this? And then kind of researching and they said, no, they are improvising. Actually, they have just a skeleton. I said, how is that possible? And then after that, always in my practice, daily practice, I was having my own time at home in the studio. So doing variations of Beethoven or variation of Bach, right? Because I didn't know that just standards at that time. Yeah. So always came that freedom. And always I said, one of the things I always, I was struggling. I said, I don't want to be a solo pianist because I was spending all the time alone practicing, right, 10 hours. And I said, I really want to share. The concept of the jazz came with the sharing on the stage and being part of the band and communication on the spot, right? So I felt lonely as a, that concept of the pianist that spent all day just practicing the score, not just a lot, but practicing the scores. So I said, I want to create something that has this beauty or, or pretend but at the same time has the freedom of open that on the stage and brings a dialogue between all the members, where like a TV or quartet. And I remember saying that at home, like, why did I choose the piano? Because the piano is not part of the orchestra. I really want to play with a group of people. <laughs> and that is kind of... <laughs> That's that, wonderful. So I, I'm curious of all of these things that you do. You teach, you compose, you play, you record. What is it that you like the best about it? What's the best part of being a professional musician for you? Wow. You are very good with the questions. <laughs> do, I, do I have to choose one? No, you don't. <laughs> I mean, how does it all come together to satisfy your whole? Yes. But, uh, so, first of all, I do consider myself a pianist. That it was the first identity. And we have a Spanish expression. I try to translate. Maybe it sounds weird. Animal of stage. I am, I, in español es animal del escenario, ¿no? It's like a, you feel, when I, I am on the stage since I was a child, right? My, it's like, oh my God, the adrenaline. What I feel is just the, 
the most happiness, right? Yeah. So I knew that. Um, the, the language that I was trying to express is what that, that research, right? I don't want to be playing like exactly the way that composed, uh, for example, Mozart composed this piece, right? So I was trying to find uh, my vocabulary, my way to. But uh, since, since very young, I was doing concerts, so, and I felt that that was my place in the world, right, to be on the stage. Um, so when I came to Berkeley, I mean, Berkeley, it's just unbelievable. So I never composed before, because in Spain, you know, the, the kind of the paths are very, you know, you are a pianist, okay, you are a conductor, you are a composer, right? So it's like, a, I didn't have that opportunity, but I came to Berkeley, and Mary Epsom, Marty Epstein, professor, said, Olivia, why you don't compose? What do you have inside? I said, really, me? I don't know what to do. <laughs> said, listen to yourself. Do a variation of this. It was a counterpoint project, and it was based on Bach, Clavier Bien Temporado, Clavier. And I said, okay. I said, you have all the music since you were almost born. I mean, four years old, you started. So you had all this back here. Let's go to see how do you version this. And that, award, that project got an award at Berkeley, was recognized that was the best counterpoint project. And I said, well, I guess it's not bad. <laughs> and Maria Epstein presented that in a concert. I said, Olivia, you cannot miss this. You have something special. And then after that, I did present every contest that I had the opportunity as a student. And Women's Competition Network, I did, I was awarded both years in, in a row, and I did have the opportunity to play that in Berkeley Performance Center. And then I kind of, the composition side came almost at the same level. I said, wow, why if I, as a pianist, I can play my own composition? And that it was the, the summum, right? The summum of the, the goal. And it's what I'm bringing with this album. So I am doing half of my original compositions, right? Piano solo or with different ensembles. And then also I'm bringing some tributes to some of my sources, right? My major composers' influence. And the educational part, well, Berkeley, I cannot, you know, thank enough to Berkeley. So when I was a student, Berkeley said, we, want, we don't want to let you go. <laughs> I said, wow, what does it mean that? Uh, we are going to offer you a, an invitation for becoming a faculty. So actually, I was a faculty when I was a, still a student. Wow. <laughs> Nice. As, a, as, a, as a guest, and then, of course, I did apply, and now I am an assistant professor position. Yeah. So I'm curious, learning from legends and veterans there at Berkeley and mm -hmm. playing around a lot of people that have a lot of experience, what have you taken from all of that and taught your students? What do you try to teach them? Well, it's very... I, am, I always think that we should consider ourselves as students all of life, right? Mm -hmm. I am a, my role as a student is gone, it's always, right? So I, the opportunity to be a professor at Berkeley, being around of some of the legends, uh, gave me the opportunity to learn and, okay, for example, Tim Ray, right? So the pianist of Tony Bennett. So Tim, can we work on that? Can you give me this um, class about this? Okay, Johan Brahino. Tony Germain, Stephanie Tillman, and so all these are boom, boom, coming here, right? And then I do research and I put it into my way, Kevin Harris as well. Um, and then what happened is like I put it into my way and then since I have the more uh, another academic 
methodology in Europe because all my life I studied prior to Berkeley in Europe, right? In different colleges and, and conservatories. So I, I try to find the best method for each student. You know, some students are very, you know, they want to feel very free and they work very well by ear. So I try to use that method that I learned from the professor that I really think that it was the best method. It's not that much about being that specific jazz or that specific classic. It's more about the methodology and how to approach that personality of your student, right? Because to get they better, that they can be as best they can and they love what they are doing, right? So it's a lot of psychology behind, I think. And I'm trying to use the method that for me work it. For example, if I wanted to be a good improviser, right? So what it was the methodos, the methodology that helped me the most coming from classical world, right? Into the jazz. So I think, okay, for me, that did this and it's the methodology that I am developing for my students. So I, I, by the end of the, the day, the semester, you are an author, right? Because you develop a whole methodology. And I'm doing the same with the Spanish music. I created a class at Berkeley that I am the author, one in piano department and another in the ensemble department. And I'm the music director of the ensemble contemporary Spanish and flamenco jazz is called, and we are super excited about that. Absolutely. So let's get to the essence of you. Everyone has a perception of you, family, friends, fans, students, but you're in control. What's your perception (laughs) of you? Who do you think you are? (laughs) (laughs) Can I make a joke about that? (laughs) Right. Yeah. (laughs) Am I alone? So the first question that, the chair of the department at Berkeley when I came as a student, just my first, you know, just put his, his, a foot here. I didn't know anybody in the United States. I thought, wow, if I get lost, nobody can call me because they don't know me. Yeah. <laughs> they don't know my name. I don't have even a phone number. So I came completely, you know. And then the same, the first question in the chair is, what's good about you? And I said, excuse me? <laughs> what's your perception about you? What do you think is your strong and your weak? or the strongest your weakness, I said, I'm sorry, I've never heard this kind of question. (laughs) Because it is a very cultural question. In Spain or in Spanish education, we don't ask, or I never was asked. It's kind of like too shy about to talk about one and selves. Yeah. Or can be too shy or to show off, right? So I still kind of, of course, after that, I I did learn. I've been (laughs) (laughs) 10 years in the United States now, and I I love it, that about recognition, right, Um, and understanding it. But I'm happy to hear the question again. Sure. So I will describe myself like um, I am full of passion and love for what I do. I'm very hard worker. I... And I have a lot of capacity of resilience. So every time that they tell me no, because you are going to be rejected all the time, right? And it's the path of life. I stand up again and say, okay, Olivia, learn from this and keep going. Believing on you and your path, right? And this is one thing that, you know, I'm very positive, very energetic. And of course, as a good Spaniard, I love food. I love it. The sun and it's part of being outdoors and being g- gathering with friends and family is part of my identity. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Uh, it's it's the the vibe that you can get from the album, right? That the social 
aspect of my personality and that outdoors and nature. So my parents, my grandparents were from Cadaqués. Yeah. La Costa Brava is the town that where Dalí was living and Dalí the, the painter. Yeah. So it's one of the most beautiful um, you know, Mediterranean towns for me in the world. So yeah. I grew up being just all day on the beach, sunset, sunrise, yeah. and just being, you know, enjoying the nature. I'm very, and I love mountain as well. So yeah, that component, I think. That's wonderful. Well, and that's the, that's the thing about this album that's so great. It, it really kind of encapsulates who you are and captures who you are, especially in a debut. So let everybody know out there the best place to get the album, find out about live shows, anything about your world, where can they go? Yes. So the album release show is going to be in New York, October 4th. Okay. As a part of the Women's Serious Concert, Women in the World of Music. So at seven, so the open, the doors open at seven and I'm super happy because it was kind of a dream to release the album in New York City, right? It's like at the Mecca and in Manhattan. I always, my friends, they make fun about my accent when I say Manhattan because it's the way that they say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Manhattan, so it's like a wow. Yeah. So we go big. So in drum, it's called drum, D-R-O-M, one of the, you know, the most important venues in world music, global music, jazz, Middle Eastern. That is for October 4th. And then in Boston City, we are going to release the album as well in March 13, 12 and 13. We will do two concerts at David Friend Recital Hall in Boston. Okay. And as well, at the same time, it, it will be everything announced for uh, in my social media in the Instagram is coming with my own name, Olivia Perez Coyemir. So I would love to invite all the listeners yeah. and to follow the news, the coming shows, the, to come to the release party and to share this moment that is such a, you know, I'm so, we are so excited. And also that my band members are going to come. So, and then in May, we are planning, we are working on a tour, United States and European, so internationally. Yeah. And it will be announced later on. But the two album concert release dates are those two days, New York and Boston. It's a big deal. It's magnanimous. Olivia, thank you so much for opening up. Best of luck with the album and thank everything. It's great to get to know you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Joe. Thank you for the invitation yes. and have a great day. Thanks for listening and tuning in to another Neon Jazz interview where we give you a bit of insight into the finest players and minds in Barcelona, Boston, Kansas City and spots all over the world giving fans all that jazz. Thanks to Olivia for her time, energy and cool. If you want to hear more interviews, you can find Neon Jazz interviews on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to us at YouTube and for everything Neon Jazz, go to the neonjazz.blogspot.com. Until next time, enjoy the jazz, my friends. Neon Jazz.